Welcome to Soulful, the podcast. I'm your host, Layla Steed, psychic medium healer and mentor for women that are ready to embrace their soul-aligned life. This is a powerful destination for women that are seeking that irresistible invitation to lead a more meaningful, purposeful and self-ignited life. This is a free conscious education tool if you are seeking greater self-connection and that familiar frequency of that feminine connection, then you are in the right place. I thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode three of season three of Soulful the Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about going from disconnect to reconnecting. And this is the conscious couple edition. Now, This has spurred off because I'm currently releasing a new type of service to my intuitive business called The Soulful Space. And this one's going to be called The Conscious Couple Intuitive Reading Session. Now, how this has come about was because over the last few months, I have had nothing but incredible disconnect within people's relationships I've had women coming to me in major misalignment within their relationship uh, with their partners. I've had people coming in with just just very blatantly, obviously, in a state of power struggle, of that freeze and flight where they're like, I just can't, I can't move forward or, you know, they're in a real, just a real state of disconnect overall. And, and it's poisoning their relationship or the relationship is poisoning them. And they're like, I don't know how to move forward from this. And it's been so common within the readings and, and this comes up all the time. So please know if you have found this because you are in a state of that disconnect within your relationship, there is no shame to be had because trust me, out of all of the readings that I do, And I do quite a few a week. I only have one to two during that week where there's not incredible feedback around the relationship side of things where I can be like, nah, pretty amazing, communicate well, not a whole lot I need to talk about. Congratulations on having a really thriving, conscious, healthy relationship. It's very rare that I say that. And I do believe that there are quite a few factors going on and that's why I want to discuss it and not only discuss it, but also release a new type of service that I know is going to help couples overcome this. Now, when I get a reading, obviously I'm speaking to one person. Usually it's the wife. Sometimes it is the hubby and they're not bringing this up to me. This is what is coming up from an intuitive perspective from their spiritual team. This has got nothing to do with me. I am merely the conduit that brings the information through for these people But what I'm finding is that there are a lot of complaints of women that get in marriages and they're having to drag this man through life. Now, there are a flip side to every story. I'm not here saying that these men are bad or, you know, it's not a man bashing scenario. Um, I love men. I think they're great. Do they have a lot of trauma around emotional sharing? 100% many, many do. Um, there's obviously now a huge culture change with so many men stepping into the coaching space. The men that are the healthy masculine are now leading the way and showing other men how to be better partners, how to communicate, how to be better fathers, how to get in touch with their emotions and how to be able to move through them, which is more important. So we are seeing a real culture change within that space. 
So please know that this is not a me sitting here having a good old man bash. That's not what this is about. This is about being able to move through that disconnect and get to a stage of reconnection. Shall you want to? Now, a lot of the couples that come to me, they book in a reading because they're like, I just need to know if I'm going to be okay after the separation, basically. Um, they already know that they're heading for split spill. They're aware of it. And they're like, I need clarity because I'm in, I'm in a bit of a fear state. That's okay. That's okay. If that is you and you're still listening to this, I praise you for still seeing the light at the end of the tunnel when it's been dark for a long time. Now I've been a single mum for seven years. And let me tell you, that is far easier and far less complicated than being in a relationship with someone that isn't harboring your emotional needs. And, and this is, and, and I've been a single mum that really entered single motherhood from a stage where I didn't have to leave anyone. Um, there was no relationship kind of breakdown. It really was a forced decision. And it was something that I didn't have to have that courage to leave a relationship with a child in tow. So I also first want to preface this by if you are someone that is in a relationship now and you have a child and you're thinking of leaving, please know that many of you are in that stage where you're like, oh, what the hell am I going to do? How am I going to support myself? Maybe some of you have been the stay-at-home mum, so you're really panicking about how do I still hold that connection to my child and go back into the workspace. Um, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of that free sensation of, oh, should I just stay? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> if you are feeling that I need to go and I'm not being harboured here, then obviously do make those moves. It's really important for children to see parents that are happy, parents that are thriving, parents that are, you know, if it, if it means that they're separate, great. You know, I have a good co-parenting relationship with Eva's father and she gets to see two happy parents, you know, rather than parents that may or we never got the chance to see, but may or may not have been in that, you know, that really abrasive relationship. We we don't know that, but it's one of those things where I am seeing this so often that women are like, well, I'm just going to stay because, you know, he's not a bad guy or, you know, he's supporting me financially. What am I going to do? I have nowhere else to go. I don't have support. So I'm just going to stay here. That is such a, a poison to your spirit and your soul. If you're one of those people it is at the cost of your health. It is at the cost of where you are actually supposed to be in life. It is a huge misalignment and misalignments create illness. They create anxiety. They create, it spurs off a whole other separate avenue of really not nice things that you don't want to be playing with. So I understand the sentiment of, you know, I want to keep the family together or I'm, and a lot of people do use that as a bit of a crux as well. I want to say that as well. It's very obvious. Obviously, with what I do for, for work, I read people. That's what I do. I can see when someone is speaking truth over the matter versus someone that is in a freeze and fear response to it. And yes, having courage, I've never been there. Yes, having courage would be extremely scary um, it would be one of those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, is this really what I'm doing? Especially if you haven't been in a work state for a while. I get it. I get the fear. But this is where we're coming at today. We're coming at it from a different angle of, 
And this is what I say to the clients all the time that are in a relationship freeze response or they're feeling a huge disconnect. The past traumas that their husband or themselves may have are poisoning the relationship. They're not sure how they're going to move through it. They're like, I just don't, I don't know how to, how I'm going to be okay. And what we want to do is we want to first have a look at separate, separate from your partner, him separate from you, not pointing the finger going, it's this person, it's him, it's him, it's him. Pause all of that in your mind for a moment and let's bring the energy and the focus back to yourself. How are you showing up as a woman? Is there a disconnect within yourself to your greater purpose that is poisoning all of your outsider relationships? Because everything starts from within. And yes, it is a lame-ass quote. And yes, it is very cookie-cutter, out-the-box comment to make. But if we are in a state of disconnect within self, we are going to be in a state of disconnect with how we view the world, with how we view our partner, with how we view our children, our parents, our friendships. That poisons everything from that point. So yes, being in a bad relationship can poison you immensely and choosing not to leave and choosing to stay within that, you know, sometimes very conflict aggressive state can poison you and the children, to be honest. But also we need to strip it back, take that all out of it. Are you coming from a place of connectedness? Do you know who you are at the very core? Do you know what you want out of the relationship? Are you looking at your partner through a lens of high, incredible expectations that might be stemming from emotional needs that aren't met within yourself? These are all really deep questions that you want to be asking to get the reconnection to self so that you can see it clearly, right? Now, so many women come to me and they are like, my relationship's falling apart or basically I say in the reading, actually, your relationship's falling apart. You're not being heard. Um, I can just feel that their spirit is completely shattered and completely broken. And now I'm not pointing the finger at the man. Please know that. I'm not going where it's his fault. Some of the times it is. Some of the times there's a lot of emotional abuse going on in these relationships that I, when I read for these women, I can feel it. When someone has an incredibly broken spirit, it is so obvious in the way they present themselves, in the way that they are, in the way that their aura presents to me just their energy. It almost, I had a reading recently with someone and it literally felt like this woman was down at the bottom of a well, just laying there dead. You know, that's how her energy came through. And to be honest with you, that absolutely shattered me to the point where I cried because no one should feel that way within a relationship with a partner. No one should be made to feel that way. And yes, we can argue on the other side of the fence that there are two sides to every story, but until you have looked at a completely broken person and you have viewed them, you're like, okay, things are, things are different over here. Now, that was absolutely shattering to me to see a woman that had been berated and emotionally abused, but let's call it what it is. And so often... This is the thing, women that are in these relationships, it is normalized that this abuse and control happens. 
it is so fucking normalized that they actually don't see that they're at the bottom of a well till they're at the bottom of the well and someone points it out and goes, well, do you know that you've been there for quite some time? Do you know that you've been this broken and beat down and shattered for quite some time? Sometimes it takes a third person to be able to view that from that perspective, right? Now, we talked about it through the reading. We talked about, you know, how she'd been feeling and she actually had very beautiful energy underneath that. So it wasn't anything to do with her being, you know, depressed or personally low vibrational, and in that in that state herself, I could literally see that the soul had been beaten down due to someone not honoring her and berating her constantly. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, that has been a rare occurrence that I've ever seen it that severely. That was a very rarity for me. Um, but still, it was something that I was like, oh, man, I wish I could just speak to this person and be able to explain it. Because this is the thing, when we're in a relationship and we're saying, you know, you've hurt me, you've said something that's really affected me, or I think that your childhood trauma is poisoning the relationship. And I think you might have trauma from your father that is poisoning the way that you react to me sometimes, or perhaps your parents' marriage, you're mirroring that rather than learning from it and what not to do. You're mirroring that trauma into our relationship if you say that to your partner, it can come across in a way that is very finger pointing. And, and, you know, men don't take very kindly to that in particular. No one really does, but especially men, because they see it as nagging and berating and, you know, you're pointing the finger at me and you're bringing up all of my faults. And they're not great at that. Women have had to ride the wave of the emotional standpoint for a long time. We've had to learn to do it since we got hormones basically. And every month when they go haywire, we've had to learn again how to manage them, how to have better coping mechanisms. That's something that is unique and specific to women. Now, men haven't gone through that. So it is different for us in that kind of a way. But this is where I was like, maybe I can be the third party that comes in as a bit of a spiritual mediator. And I'm like, right, okay, this is what I can see is unfolding and and playing out. Do you see the pattern? Sometimes all you need is to highlight for someone where there is a vast difference between the person that they are and the person that they want to be and the man that they are and the man that they want to show up as or the woman that she is currently and how she wants to present herself, right? Sometimes All it takes is getting a highlighter or a light and shining the light on that area and being like, this is what I can see. And it's incredible for me to witness that within readings. I get to see it firsthand, that little light bulb moment where someone's like, oh yeah, that's why I've behaved that way. It's because it's linked back to my childhood or that's why I show up that way within my relationship because it's linked back to how my mother treated my father or how my father treated my mother or how they treated me, uh, or how that marriage and the the disconnect within it allowed them to show up within their parenting to me. Um, now, to be able to do that for people, it's absolutely magical. And some people have had a reading and gone away and said, because I do bring up the other side of it where I'm like, listen, it's not always the man. Um, I can see that you are in a real state of disconnect. And, and therefore, when we're in that stage, 
we actually can't see that we have a really nice, good, communicative, strong partner that wants to be there for us because we're trying to push that away. I don't want, I feel like I'm not worthy. So I don't want that person to be there for me. So I start to create issues within my mind to create that same story, that same pattern that's continued without life. Sometimes all it takes is someone to illuminate that, right? And I have within readings, I have said, listen, you need to be more open. You need to get in your feminine more. You need to let him lead. You can't berate a man for not leading, but then you are not giving him the space to lead. He doesn't lead me and he doesn't do this and I'm the one that pay all the bills, but then you micromanage every little thing and it has no space for him to be able to lead, right? This is a very common complaint of women. It's very common. Oh, yeah, but I don't trust him. I don't trust him to lead. Yeah, okay, but why? Oh, he did this this one time and he said this to me this one time or he got his tax back once and he blew it all. Or he gambled this one time or he was silly or whatever it is, whatever story it is. And they just don't see it until I illuminate it and go, hang on, do you understand that you're not trusting due to you having control issues? Where do the control issues come from? They come from a mother, they come from a father. And we point that out and we direct it back. And it is so incredible as a psychic and medium to be able to look at that and go, I can see the light bulb going off that this person is going to go back to their partner and say, I'm so sorry that I have been berating you for not leading when I have not given you the space to lead. And I've had feedback from clients that have said, I went back and told my husband exactly what you said or my wife exactly what you said. And I apologize for all my shortcomings and I apologize for being really over complimentary in the, in the control department. I felt like I had to grab the reins when I, when I really didn't, but that, that stems back to childhood. It stems back to possibly having a lack of control in childhood. Therefore, within the relationship, I've overcompensated and I've overcontrolled. But I don't want to be in that space because I'm feminine, because I'm the woman, because of whatever reason. I want to be led, right? I want to have someone that's a leader in our family. And this is the thing, when women aren't led by a man, when they're not allowing the man to be a leader or the man is not being enough of a leader, and for whatever reason, he's got his own perspective on why, women will get the ick. And then men are like, well, you won't sleep with me. You're not, you're not sleeping with me. You're not making me feel like a king. You're not making me feel like I'm this big, strong man. And, and therefore, I don't want to lead. And it's a real catch-22 power play moment within the relationship. But you won't fuck me. But you won't do this. Okay, yeah, but you're not leading. <laughs> but you won't allow me to lead. And then it kind of becomes this tennis match. So one of the most beautiful things within a reading is for me to be able to step back and say, I'm a third person here and I'm also a conduit for information. And this is what I am observing and this is what your spiritual team is bringing forward. And sometimes it is, hey, listen, you're just not each other's person, set each other free. 
And other times it is you are really aren't seeing things clearly because of this state of your internal disconnect to self that is poisoning the connection that you have to everything else or his internal disconnect that he is experiencing or low vibration or depression or just not feeling great within life. You know, a lot of men went through that within COVID where they lost their jobs or they were forced to do something that they didn't want to do and they felt that they were letting their families down and they jeopardized their health or whatever it might be and then they they really felt like less of a man, therefore they didn't want to lead. It created a lot of issues within relationships. Now, for me to be able to be the conduit and be the witness to some of these examples, it's been really eye-opening for my own relationships and my own connection to my own self, actually, and how I view things from different lenses as well, which I think is so powerful. And I speak about that a lot within readings is the lens of which we view things. And the lens of which we view things comes from, you know, our values and how we were treated as children and our relationship history and, you know, our relationship with our siblings, our friends, how we show up within the workspace, all of the things that that form this one lens that we look out and view the world and view relationships, view ourselves from. We talk about that a lot and that is something that when I am discussing relationships with my clients that we're going through with a fine tooth comb because I want to be able to show them this is the lens of which you are viewing it and a lot of the times it is a bit of a disconnect from the relationship to self either with themselves or their partner's relationship to themselves that is poisoning everything else. Now a lot of the times where there's a major disconnect and the people are like, I just need to leave. I cannot be in this relationship for one second longer. I'm like, okay, I get it. That's cool. But this is what the spiritual team is saying, or this is what I'm witnessing. This is what I can see. Do you want to stay and talk about it? Have you been through everything? Have you covered every single basis? Have you been through counselling? Have you been to see a professional? One of the most powerful things that professionals do, in my opinion, is they illuminate the issues and they allow open conversation that's unbiased. You know, it's really amazing. So not everything is going to be a loss. This is one of the biggest things. Yes, I may get on a reading with someone and say, yeah, you've got to leave. There's no staying here. And usually it's because I can feel if you do not leave, it's literally going to poison your spirit. And when you have a poisoned spirit, illness can occur. Low vibrational states come from a poisoned spirit. Low vibrations, we all know what can creep in all kinds of dis-ease within the body that creates that disease. So it is literally a you leave or you become unwell, but either way, they're your two options. Sometimes relationships are just at that stage. They've tried everything. They've given each other years and years. They've become three or four or five different people in that time or one person's grown a lot faster and a lot better and a lot stronger than the other person. And there's just a huge state of disconnect. 
or they have children and it becomes all about the children and the relationship gets put by the wayside. And then they go, oh, I don't even know this person anymore or he doesn't love me or she doesn't love me anymore. When it's a simple, hang on, if we remove, not the children, we can't remove them, but if we remove a little bit of that parenthood out of it and we make more space for you to reconnect, is that disconnect still going to be there? And a lot of the times it's not. It's just the fact that they've become lost in the monotonous life that they've created. And it is very normal. These days we have to work a lot to be able to maintain the lifestyle, to be able to maintain, to be able to put a roof and and food, food in the children's mouths and a roof over our heads. It is just the state of the world and the cost of living and all the rest of it. So life has become so monotonous that relationships are suffering because people are having to pick up extra shifts, they're having to get extra work or you know, if there's only one income within the household, there's becoming that really strong resent background, which once again, if we go back to the lens, that resentment is actually poisoning the relationship because they're viewing the relationship from the lens of resentment rather than the lens of how can I reconnect? And it's okay to have that resentment. It is hard being the breadwinner. I should know. I've done it for seven years. I've been mom and dad for seven years within my house. We co-parent well, but obviously that's only every second weekend that we do that. So yeah, I know I've been the breadwinner. I know how it's hard. Sometimes I get resentful of someone that's not even there. So I feel you. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, but how can I shift that so I can view it from a different standpoint? And for some people, it's as simple as, listen, you might need to say to your partner, I I know I'm not supporting you financially right now. Do you need me to? And if they say, well, no, because of kindy fees or school fees or whatever their purpose is for, for staying at home with the children, it's okay. Well, how can I support you to be the breadwinner, to be the income earner? And how can I do that? And how can I be there for you? And also showing gratitude and appreciation for what they do. You know, that's so fucking powerful to really step out of that being, I have to stay home with the kids and changing the language. Well, I get to stay home with the children. And look, I know it's a shitty job. I know it's a hard job. I know it's one of the toughest in the world. You can change that frame. I get to stay home with the children and he gets to go to work. And what I've noticed is there can be a lot of resentment from both sides because the women that stay home with the children, they're like, yeah, but he gets a social life. And they don't see that it as work is work and there is no social life there. Sure, he gets to have adult conversations, but a lot of the time there's stress, there's targets to meet, there's people that work for them, there's all kinds of things that are going on. It's far from a holiday, but women view it as that because they're like, I'd love to go to work. I'd love. It's almost like they romanticize that idea of being back in the office and having fun and, and how you would feel pre-children, but that's just not the same anymore. It's just not where you're at. So it's being able to see each other and walk in each other's shoes a little bit. And sometimes, yeah, doing a bit of a couple swap, get him to stay home for a week and maybe you go and, you know, do a little work somewhere. Maybe you go out of the house. It would be amazing, in my opinion, if couples could do like an actual job role swap for a while and actually step into their partner's shoes because, oh, wow, how the conversation would be so different, how the lens would shift. Now, 
I got a little bit off topic there, but this is something that I have seen unfold so much within the couples that, or the women that come to me and the men that come to me about their relationships or they come to me for something else, not totally unrelated in their mind, but we end up focusing a lot on the relationship because it's whatever needs to come through for that next phase and that highest evolution of self is what comes through. I can't control it. They can't control it. And sometimes they were like, whoa, I didn't bargain for this. I did not bargain for being told that my relationship is not doing well right now. I thought it was kind of flowing along really nicely. And I'm like, yeah, look, could be better. It's never easy for me to tell someone, actually, it's in dire states and you'd be better off by yourself. Or actually, you're going to leave. It's very hard for me to tell someone that that news, especially when they're in a state of the couple, coupledom right now you know, is it necessary though? Absolutely. Do I say it to many people? Not really. It's more of a, how can we work on the connection to yourself? Because I promise you that once you reconnect, you're going to have that different lens. You're going to view it completely differently. And we don't want to throw away an entire family unit and relationship based on these feelings that you've been having within self that are poisoning how you're viewing everything else. So that is what has brought about this new type of service because now I'm not a relationship counsellor, I'm not a relationship coach. Please know I'm a medium. I'm a psychic medium that brings through information as a conduit. That is my job role here. It's not to counsel. It's not to try and go through the deeper stuff. Are we going to go deep in these sessions? Absolutely. Are they going to be vital if you are in a power struggle, if you are in that fight or flight response, if you are in a state of abrasion and that icky, just yucky, heavy feeling within a relationship that is common within marriages? It is very common to ride the wave, to go up and down, to go from a state of extreme connectedness where the relationship feels blissful and amazing again and it's beautiful to a state of disconnect. And sometimes it depends on the relationship with self. And sometimes it depends on your partner or just the state of communication and connection overall that may have been pushed to the side due to the monotony of life for quite some time. But whatever it is, it's about viewing this from a place of how can we heal this? And what are we going to do in session? We're going to talk about to talk to each of you, do a small reading for each of you within the session to be able to say, this is what I can feel from your childhood. This is where I can feel the disconnect is coming from. And yeah, be, uh, be prepared that I'm brutally honest within these sessions. If I can feel, or if their spiritual team can feel that it's one particular person that is bringing that state of disconnect or disrespect or they're not honouring their partner. Yes, I am not afraid to go there. I'm not here to dance around the truth. I'm here to illuminate the truth. I'm not here to be biased or bring, you know, only one side of it to the surface. It's to illuminate what needs to change. It's to bring that reconnection back. 
Now, what I've found since working in this space and and doing readings that are solely usually based around relationships of some kind is that couples can either be one or two things. They're either a couple that recharges together or they're a couple that recharges separately. And what I mean by that is sometimes couples are very soul connected and they need to recharge together. And that time together alone is so vital to the survival of the relationship. And when they haven't had that for quite some time, boom, there comes the disconnect. And they might think it's a whole host of other things within their relationship But underneath it, it's that they have not taken that time to reconnect. They might have one kid. They might have four kids, whatever it is. Life's gotten in the way. The work's too hectic. I just don't have the time. There's that underlying resentment of, I don't even want to hang out with him because he's not, you know, fun to be around or she's a bit of a drag right now. She's too naggy, so I don't actually want to hang out. And then when they actually do get together, they have really incredible conversations that break through those barriers or they're able to see each other clearly. They're able to see each other's point of view because why? They're coming to all of that, viewing it from a reconnected state. And that's all it took. Now, I always say to women, When you are bringing up something emotional with your partner, do it in a neutral territory. (laughs) And they're like, why? And I'm like, because of the fact that if you, if say your partner, he gets home from work. Now we all know we've got to give them that decompressing time. Don't go at them straight away when they walk in the door of take the kid or, you know, take the rubbish out or whatever it might be clean this, do that, whatever the long list is. And I can understand that need and that extreme need, especially if you have young children to be like, oh my God, thank God I can breathe now that he's home. But we all need to allow them that state of decompress. That's just how the male mind works. That's what they need. And then I say to them, okay, well, when you are say that they do decompress, they have the shower, they have their poo or whatever they have their private time for a second and then you go and you're like right so the renovation here and the bins that and this happened and the school this and the school rang about that and the work's not doing it and I'm tired and I'm this they're seeing it as a nagging because a lot of men associate the house with you walk in the door you get nagged at so my brain switches off and I'm not taking in any of the information that you're talking to me about Why? Because I'm viewing it from a state of, oh, here she goes again. Now, this is a man being rude. They're just very simple-minded. They're simple creatures. Don't overcomplicate it. So I always say to them, if you have something that you are really needing to talk about, that if something is incredibly vital for your evolution as a person, as a mother within that relationship, and you can't move past it, do not go at it from inside the house. Take them out, go out to dinner, go for a walk along the beach, go for a walk around the block, whatever it might be, 
and come at it with a, a voice that's a little bit softer. Hey, I just want to run something by you. You know, this is how I've been feeling. It's an completely different energy exchange than if you do it within the home, which might have been a little bit abrasive for a while. There's a state of disconnect already occurring and you're trying to create that reconnection and letting that person know this is what's been going on for me, but they can't hear you because it's in such a state of disconnect and they've already learned how to tune out because the house equals, you know, disconnect and nagging and whatever. So the brain is already fried. It's already turned off. And then you go, oh, well, he never listens or she never listens or she's not hearing me. So it's about having that consciousness to remember in those heated moments. Oh, hang on. This is what I need to do. And it's simple. It's a simple task, but it has big change. Now, the reason why I've decided to bring this couple conscious couple intuitive reading session to light as a single person is because I sit in this space all day, every day. I'm by no means a professional couples counselor and uh, look, relationships for me aren't my strong point, but am I the conduit for powerful, incredible change in information for these people? Absolutely. Can I back myself 110% in that way? Absolutely. Do I believe in the change that comes about from me illuminating where this change needs to occur and who it sits with and how they can heal it? Absolutely. Now, I hope that if you were listening to this and you are in a stage of disconnect, if you are in that power struggle, if you are in such a fight or flight response within your relationship and it's crumbling beneath you, and you're like, oh my God, I have children. What am I going to do? You know, I, or I still love this person and I want to try and work through this. I still see that light at the end of the tunnel. Come and allow me to illuminate that for you of what needs to change. Now, sometimes, and I've seen this happen a few times as well, where there's a mediocre relationship occurring nothing's overly wrong, but the, the, one of them, one of the, either the woman or the man that comes to me for a reading and they're like, right, I am in a stage of, you know, I just don't know where I'm at or we can, I can feel that within the reading. And I'm like, right. Okay. Once we reconnect them back into their self, back into their power, whether it's their masculine or their feminine, depending on, you know, how they show up as, Once I reconnect them and plug them back into that and show them, okay, this is where the work needs to be done. Sometimes they view the relationship and they're like, oh, I've been in this for so long because they're coming at it from a state of extreme connectedness, which causes that confidence, which has a domino effect of seeing their worth finally, when they might not have seen that for quite some time reassessing their values because their lens that they have viewed it from has changed and upgraded and up-leveled, quantum leaped and all of the things. And so now they're like, oh, what? How did I not see this before? And, And they're out of there. Before we even have our next discussion, they're like, oh no, I've left. I've got a divorce. I'm, I'm gone. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. 
So sometimes be aware that when we illuminate that within self and that up level occurs and that uprising, women just naturally gain or men even naturally gain that confidence to be like, oh, what was I even doing in that? That was a weird choice for me, but I'm free now. That is also something that can occur. But regardless, this is for people that are in that extreme state of, I don't know if I want to be in the relationship anymore. I need to leave. Or I don't know if this relationship is doing it for me. Or I really love this person and I want to stay and I want to work on it. But I want to do it with an intuitive. I want to do it from a conscious perspective. Then this is for you. Now, how are we going to do this? Please do reach out to me if this has spoken something into your heart and you're like, I need this, this is for me. Please come and speak to me about it because you might say, look, we're in such a state of disconnect that I don't feel like arguing with this man for 90 minutes in a session with you. So can we do it separately? And I'll be like, yep, not a problem. You can have a session and he can have a session. We can talk separately about it. Or you might say, look, we're at a stage where we're both willing to work on it. So you might want to have the session together, which is totally fine. I'll let you be the guide for your next steps with that. But I hope that this has at least left a few little light bulbs for you that if you are in that stage, if you can't afford to have a session yet, or if you are still going to ponder on it for a little while of bringing it up, which it's never easy to say, hey, listen, I've actually been feeling this way and I think we need to do something about it. Just know I'm always there and waiting. Because these are extreme space holding sessions, obviously they are a little bit more energy giving for me than the others. I do only do a few of these per month. So just know, reach out ASAP if it is speaking to you. And if you have had some takeaways from this, amazing, let me know, drop it in the comments. But I hope that this has shown you that there's another way, that it's not always just a I'm in or I'm out answer. Sometimes there's a lot more to this and we can unpack it together and that's what I'm here for. I'm here to hold people's hands through this journey Do I want people to become single parents and families to break down? Absolutely not. But do I advocate for people to be in a state of beautiful connectedness and happiness? And does everyone deserve that? Absolutely. We only have one life here on earth. Well, that's debatable, but literally speaking, we only have this one chance and this one opportunity, right? And our children only have one childhood. You only get one chance at showing them what a beautiful relationship is. They are going to model their relationship based on how you behave within your own. Don't create that generational trauma. Don't pass it down. Yes, they're still going to have something. We all do. No one is perfect. We are flawed. We are human. Don't beat yourself up about it now if you're like, geez, that's me. 
you know, she's, she or he or my child has seen a really ugly side of relationships. Be the change. Don't beat yourself up. Just be that change. That is why within our, I call it in inverted commas, our family unit, which is my daughter, my ex-partner, which is my co-parent and myself, we call ourselves a family in inverted commas. I do anyway. That's how I refer to us. Because we are her family unit. And yes, she will eventually get a stepmom and a stepdad and maybe even stepbrothers and sisters. And that dynamic will change. But we are always going to be that original unit that is there for her. So for me, having that relationship and trying to cultivate that co-parenting over the last seven years, don't make it, get it twisted don't get it twisted. It has been blood, sweat and tears from both sides. There has been extreme abrasiveness to extreme connectedness. We're now in a really good phase and I hope that it stays that way. But co-parenting is still a relationship of which it flows. It ebbs and flows. It has ups and downs. We have moments where we communicate well. We have moments where the past drags in and we communicate not so great. Now, Do I want her to see a state of connectedness? Yes, that's why we do family days. If we do have a moment where we're flawed or we're not communicating well or we make a mistake, I'd be sure that I sit her down and say, listen, like, I'm really sorry that you had to experience that or you had to witness that or that that was said in front of you about each other possibly. Usually it's about me. (laughs) I'm sorry that you had to witness that. But it doesn't mean that we don't love each other and it doesn't mean that we don't love you. And it's not loving each other from a point of being in a relationship. It's I love that person because that person gave me my beautiful daughter. And that's all I want her to know. Is she going to have trauma? I don't know, maybe. You know, we've never been a family unit together. That's not something that we have experienced and that's okay. Is she going to have trauma? Maybe. Am I trying to armor against not having that to the best of my ability? Yes, every day. But I'm not perfect. I'm flawed just like everyone else. So don't beat yourself up for what you might have created so far. Just be that change. Don't judge yourself if you have felt called out through this. That is what I'm here to do. That is my job is to illuminate what needs to change within people's lives so that they can have the clarity to be able to move forward with greater confidence into their future. That is my job role here. That is my purpose. I don't judge anyone for where they're at. That's not my job. My job is to simply be a conduit to bring the information through for that greater change. So if any of this has spoken to you, please do reach out. I will put all of the information on where to contact me in the show notes And if you are wanting one of these new sessions, I have been doing them behind the scenes for quite some time, just offering them to people that are in extreme need. I never really thought to bring it to the surface because it's kind of just been a natural onflow from having that conversation and then being like, can you talk to him? And I'm like, okay, let's do this. But it's now got a name, the Conscious Couple Intuitive Reading Session. If it's speaking to you and you want to do one together, let me know. If you're like, no, separate is the only way we can do it right now. Let me know if you're wanting to create a different session that's not 90 minutes, maybe it's 60, maybe it's 30. 
and you're wanting to customise a plan to work through this time, that's what I'm here for, for that support. I'm going to jump off now because it's a beautiful sunny Saturday here and I'm going to get out and about. I hope you have a beautiful day and thanks so much for listening. I'll be back with you soon. Thank you so much for listening. One of the most beautiful things in life is connection. And I thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to connect with me. If you have liked what you have heard and you yourself are wanting to inquire about getting a reading, the information on where to find me is in the show notes. But as always, it was an honour spending this time together today. I hope that you have a beautiful week and I will see you soon for the next episode.